we are back. It's y'all, and this is the show that's all about the Southeast. I'm John Rawl. Good to have you here on a Thursday, working our way to the end of the work week. And we are so happy that you took some time to join us here on the All Southern program. On today's Y'all Show, we have headlines from across the Southeast that we're going to get to in just a second, including, man, the political correct world we live in. It costs a very high-ranking enlisted official in the U.S. Navy. We'll tell you about that story in just a few, plus at the end of the news headlines today. In Alabama, Steve Carter, a coach at Athens High School, has been coaching for 40 years in high school ranks around the heart of Dixie, and he's doing some things that's getting the attention of Fox News and more. He has some life skills he teaches his players off the field, including what's called Manly Monday, where he does all kinds of life skill lessons. We'll have all that info in just a few here in our news headlines. Also, in this hour of today's Y'all Show, we have Festive South. We've got festivals going on throughout the Southeast that you need to be aware of, from the Strawberry Festival to maybe one right around the corner from you. We'll tell you about it at our Festive South feature coming up in just a few. Plus, later this hour, we're going to be joined from Perry, Georgia. Larry Walker is the author of the new book, Tales from Georgia's Nat Line. And Mr. Walker served in the Georgia House of Representatives for a number of years. And he is going to be joining us from Georgia. And he's got this awesome book that's fun. And yes, we're talking gnats. G-N-A-T-S. And don't you just love them? They have no purpose. But maybe Larry's got some purpose when we talk to him later this hour in our feature about books. And Larry Walker is going to be on to to defend, since he's a lawyer, he's going to be defending his own book, Tales from Georgia's Nat Line. In the second hour of today's Y'all Show, hey, Mother's Day is Sunday, and it's not too late to go out and get something for Dear old mom, if you haven't done that already. And thanks to y'all.com, we've got a couple of things we want to pass along from that website, including five over-the-top gift ideas for Mother's Day. You know she deserves it. We've got perfect gift ideas for Mother's Day. Also, eight books y'all should buy mama for Mother's Day. All that at the start of the second hour. Plus, we'll go to Lexington, Kentucky. For an update on all things Kentucky Wildcat sports, Mike Allison, our old friend from the CRM Sports Days, will be joining us with all that's going on in Big Blue Nation. Mike Allison will talk UK football, UK basketball, a little UK baseball. They are not having a good season for the Batcats here in 2019, but we'll get Mike's take. Plus, speaking of baseball, Mike helps out with the Lexington Legends there in Lexington, Kentucky. They are the defending champions of the South Atlantic League, also known as the Sally League. And Mike, who, again, works for the the Lexington Legends, a great team there, part of the Kansas City Royals organization. We'll talk a little Sally League baseball with Matt as we wrap up with him later in today's show. So all kinds of fun coming. 803-816-1170 is our tele. If you want to give us a ring, we'd love to hear from you. Our website, y'all.com. And on Instagram and on Twitter, we are at y'all show. And the apps that you can hear our show, in addition to our great radio stations that carry us, if you want to go listen at your leisure, you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, and iTunes podcast. So many ways for you to keep track of all things Southern 
on The Y'all Show. Looking at the headlines, we start out with Mother Nature in mind, and we had a rough patch of storms come through on Thursday in the southeast, and it actually has been deadly as one person died in Austin, Texas, after being swept away by floodwaters there. You also had some bad weather around Amarillo over the last day or two, and lightning reportedly sparked a fire at a natural gas refinery in Arkansas. And you also had tornadoes reported in Texas earlier in the week. So we want everybody to be on the lookout today. If you're living in Tennessee, Alabama, moving on into Georgia and more as this front kind of moves across the southeast. In fact, on Thursday, or rather on Wednesday, several people were injured when a building was damaged in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. So just nasty weather going on across texas and arkansas on wednesday and now we we hope that it won't be quite so bad as it works its way further eastward but more than a hundred thousand homes and businesses were without power in the hardest hit areas late wednesday in eastern texas and in houston dozens of cars that were abandoned had to be towed after flash flooding stranded motorists there in houston texas so rough day in texas and arkansas and again please make sure you tune in your local weather forecast wherever you live in the south as these storms are working their way eastward now that's not exactly the next story that we're telling you about but it is mother nature related to our fringe audience here in the south as rain continues to come down in missouri and some of this is going on in kansas and you're seeing a lot of flooding as the Mississippi River in Illinois, Missouri, and elsewhere has had more flash flood concerns go on. So again, if you're in Missouri as the Mississippi River flows southward, be very careful. This is going to ultimately, these floodwaters will reach the western portions of Tennessee, Mississippi, and then as it goes southward, Arkansas, and down into Louisiana. But the Mississippi River getting a lot and a lot of downpours kept coming to it from all over the midwest into the fringe area of the south with texas and i rather with missouri and more now president trump was talking a little mother nature as he was in panama city on wednesday had a big rally there in fact president trump must be listening to the y'all show because earlier this week i called him out there was a story where some of the people on the panhandle of florida were mad that maybe he had forgot about them and i'm sure this was already announced but i didn't know about it but president trump had a big rally in panama city on wednesday that area of course affected by last year's cat five hurricane michael and president trump told supporters at this rally in panama city beach on wednesday quote in the wake of the terrible storm this extraordinary community pulled together and showed the world your unbreakable spirit today i'm doing the most allowed by law to support the people of florida because of the severity of the storm category five we will have the federal government pay for 90 percent of the cost in many circumstances in fact he announced 448 million dollars in hurricane recovery funds at this rally in the panhandle of florida on wednesday and again that is trump country if you know anything about the way florida set up the panhandle of florida was very very instrumental in president trump taking florida in the 2016 election and likely going to play another big role 
in 2020. Now, President Trump's friend is Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, and he has signed a bill into law which will allow more armed teachers in the Sunshine State. And these Florida teachers will be eligible to carry guns in the classroom under this new law that immediately implements recommendations from a commission formed after a mass shooting at the high school in Parkland, Florida. And DeSantis signed the bill in private and didn't issue a statement afterward, but he previously made it clear he supports the changes made to the law enacted after a rifle-toting former student walked into Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School on Valentine's Day 2018 and killed 17 people. DeSantis said after the legislative session ended Saturday that we did it for public safety and now new laws to let it be a little easier for teachers to be armed in classrooms in the Sunshine State. Chris McNair, a former commissioner in Birmingham, Alabama, has died at the age of 93 and McNair, probably best known not for his work there in the political spectrum of the Magic City, but he was actually the father of one of the four little girls killed in the 16th Street Baptist Church on September 15th, 1963. And he was the father, again, of one of those girls. And the mayor of Birmingham, Randall Woodfin, said, Mr. McNair and his family are forever tied to our country's civil rights legacy. When he tragically lost his daughter, Denise, in the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing in 1963, his courage and fortitude fueled our march for peace. He was the consummate family man, showcasing an unconditional love for humanity that paved the way for social justice in Birmingham and in our nation. And he was a native of Fordyce, Arkansas. Do y'all know who else who's kind of oddly enough went into Alabama from Fordyce, Arkansas and did pretty good things? That'd be one Bear Bryant. <laughs> and uh, and now this man, McNair, also working his way to the Yellowhammer State and getting involved as a political official in Alabama for a long time. However, it kind of had a bad ending. He was convicted of bribery and conspiracy to solicit bribes back in April of 2006 in connection with Jefferson County's sewer construction. And he pleaded guilty in February 2007 to soliciting $140,000 in other sewer construction bribes from contractors. And he went to prison in 2011 and was the last to go to prison of 21 people convicted in public corruption cases involving the sewer system. That's kind of a bad deal there. He was sentenced to five years, but released in August of 2013. That came just short of the 50th anniversary of that church bombing of where his daughter was killed in the 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. Again, Chris McNair of Birmingham, dead at the age of 93. A sprinter from the University of Georgia track team was impaled by a javelin and luckily is expected to make a full recovery. Elijah Goodwin, a freshman on the UGA team, was at the school's track in Athens earlier this week practicing backward sprints when he backed into a javelin that was stationed in the ground. The school released in a statement this week. His left lung was punctured and collapsed after the rear part of the javelin stuck into his back. Ew, my goodness, what a terrible thing. But again, expected to recover. He was in stable condition on Wednesday and is going to miss the remainder of the track season, you think? But luckily, Elijah Goodwin, a UGA track star, impaled by a javelin, going to make a full recovery. 
It looks looks like that's the case there in the classic city of Athens, Georgia. Also in Georgia, a child there found $40,000 of meth in a box of Legos. This happened in Bullock County. And investigators said a child found something other than those colorful plastic bits that they find in Legos. And he discovered 3.2 pounds of methamphetamine with a street value of $40,000. And it was tucked into what appeared to be an ordinary box of Legos. Luckily, the kid is, we hope, going to be fine. And that stuff can be nasty. There's some kind of drugs out there like meth that's so potent. You can't even touch it with your own hands. It could be fatal. But, yeah, not good. The child, evidently, the Legos, said uh, the mother and a couple of her friends drove for about two hours up to Charleston, South Carolina, and they bought the Legos from a consignment shop. So blaming it on Charleston. <laughs> I believe her. I don't see why why this lady would let her kid play with Legos that has $40,000 worth of meth tucked inside of it. It's described a big bag of meth. Luckily, little kid. Okay, we hope. All right, here's our political correct story that I told you about earlier in a tease of the headlines. An enlisted official on the USS Harry S. Truman, which just welcomed in Mike Pence the other day for a visit. Command Master Chief Jonas Carter of the USS Harry S. Truman has stepped down from his position as the ship's enlisted leader and is going to retire. And this comes after this senior Navy official told his sailors to, quote, clap like we're at a strip club during the vice president's visit last week. And he has announced his retirement. And what a crazy thing. Here's a guy who'd been in the military all these years. And after nearly 30 years in the U.S. military, he's out resigning after making a comment and going this ship is based out of norfolk virginia and the vice president toured there the other day thanking those who served in fact the truman was set to be mothballed i guess is the technical term but the day after the vice president was on board president trump said he was overriding the decommission order of the aircraft carrier truman and hopefully it's going to get restored and it's only about, what, 21 years old now, built in 1998. And the president said that it's considered one of the largest and finest in the world, and it will be updated. And that's good news, I guess. I mean, keeping that fleet as good as it can be. But unfortunately, in the case of Command Master Chief Jonas Carter, he will not be part of the Truman when it gets refurbished and back out on the seas. All this because of his comment of... Uh, clapping like we're at a strip club i've never been to a strip clubs so i don't know what they uh clap like i'm just kidding i've been in strip clubs uh so, sorry mama as mama day mother's day is about to get yeah i've been in one i just don't remember ever hearing anybody clap for any reason at a strip club sorry i don't know where that came from but not the wisest words but to be forced to resign is silly 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 what a crazy world we live in a man in florida has been arrested for refusing to remove a vulgar sticker saying they're just words and again arrested dylan shane webb 23 years old charged with misdemeanor counts of violating florida's obscenity law and resisting an officer without violence all this in columbia county and around the lake city area florida his sticker, by the way, I don't think it's that terrible. 
I mean, it's stupid, but to be arrested for having this and causing such a public problem, the sticker said, I eat a blank blank. I eat a blank blank. That's a phrase that I've seen on the web primarily, but this guy had it on his vehicle, told to remove it, wouldn't do it, goes to jail. Well, not sure how long he was there. He was cited for obscenity with a notice to appear in court and told to change the derogatory part of the sticker, but refused and then taken to jail after charged with resisting, released a few hours later on a $2,500 bond. So good luck there to Mr. Webb in Lake City, Florida, with his effort to uh, maybe a First Amendment issue. I mean, you're, you're allowed to have stupid stuff in your vehicle. All right. In Louisiana, a sheriff's there says that three men around Thibodeau are accused of breaking into fish camps and stealing rods, reels, and other fishing tackle. And this is no fish tale that I'm telling you about coming from Lafouche Parish. And the email sent to investigators says they haven't estimated the dollar value of the thefts from the five Leeville area camps. The investigators found the stolen items in a storage unit and developed the men as suspects and 30-year-old Jean Giclair and 29-year-old Damien Randazzo, who are from Golden Metal, Louisiana, already in jail on related charges. They're being charged with this theft. A third suspect also is in the mix, 47-year-old Christopher Beatty of Lockport, Louisiana. And not sure what the next step on this, but you don't go break it into fishing camps in Louisiana and steal and get away with it. And good detective work by the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office around Thibodeau for that effort. And now to North Alabama and our final story from our headlines. And the assistant football coach at Athens High, Steve Carter, who's been coaching for 40 years at a bunch of schools around the South, primarily in Alabama. He says that he is teaching his players life skills, and he's got something called Manly Monday. And he appeared this week on fox and friends on the fox news channel and he went viral after making the appearance and there's a video showing members of his team how to change a tire and fox news saw it and he appeared on there his unorthodox training methods were posted to head coach cody gross's twitter account and in a series of videos you can see carter teaching the players things like changing a tire checking oil and transmission fluid and cutting PVC pipe with twine and string. And again, he calls these installments Manly Monday. So you can learn so much in the classroom off the field of Steve Carter. I think it's a good idea. I think some of these basic things that he's teaching, you you got kids whose parents don't know how to do some of this stuff. And frankly, I don't know how to do some of this stuff, and I'm a good parent. So... Um, some of this probably pretty basic stuff and i see no problem with it in fact i guess that's why fox and friends had him appear this week and coach carter was on fox news channel promoting all this manly monday good stuff all right well we appreciate that and the other headlines from across the region when we come back we've got a quick look at some of the festivals going on across the southeast this weekend and beyond and we have that coming up plus reminder larry walker joining us at the end of the hour with a preview of his new book tales from georgia's natline this is the y'all show 
credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Funds are deposited for delivery next business day if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Have you longed for a simpler life? Imagine how simple life would be if you just had one bill every month. It's that kind of simplicity Avant can help you find with a debt consolidation loan. Pay off your bills and have just one fixed rate payment. It takes just minutes to apply online. And depending on approval, you could have your money sent the next business day from $2,000 to $35,000. And because Avant is accredited by the Better Business Bureau, life is not only simpler, but in hands you can trust. Simplify your life with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5151 when applying. Avant.com, code 5151. That's Avant.com, code 5151. Yeah, get in that car or truck and head out this week. It, it, this weekend is perfect. If you can't do it this weekend, maybe next week. It's the perfect time to go check out a festival. And this is Festive South. Welcome back to y'all. And we want to start out in Tennessee. This weekend, go check out the West Tennessee Strawberry Festival in Humboldt. That's Gibson County in West Tennessee, not far from Jackson. And they have had for a couple of days now all kinds of events going on in beautiful Humboldt with the Strawberry Festival. In fact, it's not too late. If you want to jump in the car, if you don't live too far from Humboldt, you can go check out the entertainment on Main Street tonight. Party Planet is playing. And then on Friday, man, what a day. A barbecue cook-off going on. A governor's lunch. Yes, Governor Billy expected to be in Humboldt at the Humboldt Medical Center Conference Center for a advanced ticket purchase required event, the governor's luncheon. So maybe too late if you haven't already got your ticket for that. But that's going on on Friday. Plus, you have a princess review and a horse show going on. A lot of stuff on Saturday. A tractor show. A Little Miss territorial review. All kind of fun stuff in Humboldt, Tennessee, as part of the West Tennessee Strawberry Festival. Ooh, can't wait to report on all the goodness there. Now, on the other end of Tennessee, in Pigeon Forge this weekend, you've got the Wilderness Wildlife Week going on there. In Carthage, North Carolina, it's the Carthage Buggy Festival, an event celebrating the famous Tyson & Jones Buggy Factory that produced the carriages of yesteryear that were very essential to life in rural North Carolina. It's the Carthage Buggy Festival in Carthage, going on this weekend also in north carolina in huntersville you have this weekend the north carolina brewers and music festival a celebration of great music the state of north carolina and its craft brewing traditions wow what a combination 
in Huntersville. I think it's around Charlotte, the North Carolina Brewers and Music Festival. Look out, Mountain Georgia's got Rock City's Southern Blooms Festival and Founders Day celebration. Look out, Mountain Georgia. CRockCity.com is the website to go to for more on the Rock City's Southern Blooms Festival and Founders Day celebration. Now, moving on into next week, Brooksville, Florida, you have the Orange Blossom Jamboree going on. It's the 10th annual Orange Blossom Jamboree, a festival filled with music, camping, and family entertainment. That's in North Florida, not far from the Georgia line, the Orange Blossom Jamboree. Also coming up May 16 through 19 in Chesapeake, Virginia, it's the Chesapeake Jubilee in its 36th year, continues to grow and add new family activities, promoting community spirit through inexpensive entertainment. Got a barbecue cook-off, a carnival, and more. Chesapeake, Virginia's Jubilee going on mid-May. Also May 18th in Cornelius, North Carolina, it's the Asian Festival and Dragon Boat Race. Okay, you go to charlottedragonboat.com for more info on the Asian Festival and Dragon Boat Race. What a unusual thing there in Cornelius coming up on May 18th, but well worth it. And in Evans, Georgia, just outside of Augusta, coming up May 24th through the 25th, it's Papa Joe's Banjo Barbecue. Celebrating 10 years, Papa Joe's Banjo Barbecue started as a tribute to local businessman Joe Pond. And now it's a top music festival in Georgia held over Memorial Day weekend. So that's a couple more weeks away. But head on over to Evans just outside of Augusta for this fun weekend as part of the Papa Joe's Banjo Barbecue. All right. Can't wait for that. And we appreciate you listening to all of our big events going on across the South here, starting with the West Tennessee Strawberry Festival and Banjo's Barbecue and more in evans georgia when we come back we're going to go to georgia we're going to be joined by larry walker in the next segment he has penned the new book tales from georgia's nat line and he'll be joining us from the empire state of the south and we can't wait to find out about his book and his time in georgia politics that's up next it's going to be fun stay where you are hey dad want to shoot some hoops In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. Back into y'all talk with a southern accent on this Thursday. Hope y'all doing well. Well, right now on the y'all show, we're going to turn our attention to a good book. And man, this is a book. When I saw the name of this, I said, I got to find who wrote Life on the Nat Line and get them on the y'all show. Because if you're like me, oh, Nats are a real pest, pun intended. Larry Walker is joining us from Perry, Georgia, and he is the author of Life on the Nat Line, and he's had quite an interesting life. 
Larry, welcome into the Y'all Show, sir. Thank you, John. Great to be on your show. I'm uh, flattered to be on it. All right. Well, you have this new book, or it's been out a few years, Life on the Nat Line, and and of course that. Actually, John, we got a new book called Tales from Georgia's Nat Line. Oh, this is okay. just out. Oh, Mercer Press in Macon. All right, that's the sequel. Uh, Tales from Georgia's Nat Line, and that's the sequel to Life on the Nat Line, huh? Yes, sir. Uh, I self-published Life on the Nat Line, and Mercer Press. Uh, Publish this book for me. It's it's different, of course, and it's new. It's got stuff that it's got a speech I made when we changed the flag in Georgia. It it's got a a lot of stuff in it that was not in the other book. I mean, everything in it was not in the other book. Okay, but it's tale from Georgia's nap line just oh. out about thirty days ago. Yeah, I knew it was a book, but I saw you had another man. You you kind of taking this nap thing and making a whole career out of that. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. I actually didn't want to name it net, anything about the net line, but the Mercer people thought it uh, had some pizzazz to it or something, so uh, we, did, we did name it Tales from Georgia's net line and use net line again. All right. Well, they, I guess they know what they're doing there in Macon, which is about 30 miles, by the way, from where you are in Perry. Perry's due south on I-75, just down the road from Mercer and Macon, Georgia. Well, Larry Walker is not just an author. You've had quite a ride. You are an attorney. You're a founding partner at Walker, Holbert, Gray, and more. And you have been in the Georgia legislature. You were a representative there in the state of Georgia for a number of years. First elected back in 1972. And you took a seat formerly occupied by the great Senator Sam Nunn, who's also from Perry, Georgia. Yes, sir, I did. Uh, I've served in the legislature 32 years and got out and thought I was out of politics. And then I ran for the DOT board and the people in the 8th Congressional District, there were there were uh, 23 of them. And much to my surprise, I didn't know how things had changed. I'd been the Democratic majority leader for 16 years and 18 of the people voting on vote for against me were Republicans and five were Democrats. And I was shocked by that and thought, well, what have I gotten into? But the Republicans wouldn't let anybody run against me and they elected me. And uh, I'm proud of that. It just shows you can get along with people in the opposite party, at least I think that. And then while I was on the Board of Regents, uh, Governor Sonny Perdue asked me, I'd rather be on the Board of Regents. And I quickly said, yes, served seven years on the Board of Regents. So uh, I've been treated mighty kindly by the electorate, and I've been treated mighty kindly by other people, and I'm deeply appreciative of it. So you were a Democrat throughout your time in the Georgia legislature. Are you still considered a Democrat? Well, I vote for who I think the best person is. Okay. That's what I do. I think that's what everybody ought to do. Well, I agree with that. But the reason I ask that is I think we got a little house divided because is your son not a state senator there in Georgia? Yes, sir. my son's a state senator. He uh, ran on a special election. There were six people in the election, including a county commissioner from another county. And uh, there was, so there were six in it all. And uh, Larry got 51% of the vote, and the other five got 49. And it didn't mess up our Christmas, and I was real proud of him. Ah. 
for doing that. I thought that was rather remarkable. Well, Larry Walker III is a Republican, so that's why I had to ask you about your party representative. He's a Republican. Yeah, yeah. So good stuff there. And you got to also know this about Larry Walker, this Larry Walker, not the Larry Walker III that's in the legislature there in Atlanta. This Larry Walker is a double dog. Now, you're going to have to explain that to everybody outside of Georgia. Well, I got two degrees from the University of Georgia. I I went straight out of high school in the summer to Georgia, and then I was in law school two years out of high school, and I was back home in Perry practicing law in in, uh, five years. But I got a business degree, and I got a law degree, so consequently I'm a double dog, and I'm really proud of it. Right. Well, we'll have to mix in a little sports talk with you here in a minute. I guess you kind of keep up with those dogs. Yes, sir, I do. All right. They're they're the number one team in Perry, right? They're the number one team in Perry. Uh, Not everybody's for them. We've got some Auburn people, and every now and then you run into a Florida fan. But uh, there's more dogs uh, than anybody (laughs) others put together, I would say. I think you're right on that. Talking with Larry Walker, again, served in the Georgia State House for a long time and, and is now back in Perry and practicing law and writing some books. So, your first book, as we told you, uh, goes back to, what, around 2010 is your debut in the book writing business? Yes, sir. That's right. I, I, I believe that's right. I didn't look that up, but that's, that sounds about right to me. Yeah. And that was your first Natline book. And then you've got the sequel that came out again in April called Tales from Georgia's Natline. Now, you intended to come out with a book. You just not didn't necessarily have it in mind to be another Nat book, right? No, sir. I didn't necessarily have in mind that, but uh, I, I have been raised on the Nat line. The Nat's in Perry, but the Nat Nat's in Macon most of the time. Are you and serious? I'm serious. This is a line that runs from Columbus, Georgia, uh, just south of Macon to Augusta, Georgia. And it's also the fall line. It's where the ocean used to come to uh, in Georgia. And it's sandy soil. And I never did know why we had gnats and they didn't have them in uh, Atlanta and, and Macon and so forth. Uh, but it's because they need that sandy soil to breed in is what I've been told. I say this. If they had gnats in Atlanta and Washington, D.C., they'd get rid of them. But they don't, so we just suffer with them and learn how to blow them away from the face and and live with them. All right. Well, having grown up in a sandy soil area just across that Savannah River over in South Carolina, I think, does the gnat line extend beyond Georgia's borders? Yes, sir. Okay. It keeps on going. It's wherever the ocean came to. Yeah. Many, many, many years ago. Yeah, many, many millions of years ago. And you're absolutely right. That fall line, which is the only reason Augusta, Georgia is where it is. It's the only reason Columbia, South Carolina is where it is. It's where the the fall line, it's where the rocks started appearing in the river and you couldn't necessarily navigate it in a boat. And that's also right where the, the sand is. Of course, the ocean millions of years ago also went up to those areas and Larry, I know in Perry, just like where I grew up in South Carolina, you couldn't say a sentence without swallowing a couple of gnats. That's right. If you ever played football on a Friday night like I have, and the gnats would be out there and flying in your mouth, and it's quite an experience. I've got a friend that says everybody uh, south of the fall line, the gnat line, they, they God has given them 11 gnats each, and they, they follow you around everywhere you go. And 
I think he might be right. Yeah. Well, I, again, gnats are a darn nuisance. I don't. What What is their purpose? Uh, you're the gnat expert. What purpose do they have? None. <laughs> Aggravate us and keep us awake and keep us on our toes. Now, they don't bite that I'm aware of. No, they don't bite. That's those no seams down in Savannah and maybe in Charleston. Oh, God, yeah. I got attacked by those one dime, and I learned never to go outside in March and April and May without some kind of repellent, which we used uh, Skin So Soft. I think it was from Avon or somebody like that. They have that. But oh, so they don't, they don't bite, but they aggravate you to death. They get in your eyes if you if you put a hairspray on your hair, they'll get in your hair, and and they can be really rough at times. Yeah, very rough. And again, it's it's. I grew up on a vegetable farm, so that's why I kind of thought they were more around my house because we had all these vegetables outside. But even if you're not even close to a farm, if you're in that sandy soil area, gnats are going to be around there too. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Okay. Well, I guess I won't be going back to my hometown anytime soon. I've got an eight-year-old son who absolutely tells me, "Daddy, I don't want to go back to my grandparent, his grandparents' home during the summertime because of gnats. They're not good for yeah. tourism." But but now let me say this: where, where I live is a wonderful place. I mean, it's a yeah. neat town, Perry, Georgia. It's a hot town, really. It's a really glowing when i started practicing law here in 1965 yeah. there were probably about five or six thousand people today there's seventeen thousand people in perry and uh the ag the georgia national fairgrounds and agri centers here i helped to bring it here uh a million people a year come to it a million people a year and it's it's a premier uh, show facility in the United States. It's, it's really outstanding. Frito-Lay is here, employ 1,400 people. It's the largest snack food plant in the world on the one roof. Robbins Air Force Base, uh, they employ 20-plus thousand civilian employees. So look, the economy is good. It's a good place to live. When is the fair? When is that held? Fair is held in October. Every year, and about 500,000 people, 500,000 plus, actually come to the 11-day fair in Perry, Georgia, every year. Go to the website, georgianationalfair.com, for more information. I had no idea this thing was that big. That sounds like something the Y'all Show needs to show up at come early October. All right. We're talking with Larry Walker. He's not only a spokesperson for Perry, Georgia, and you can find him there working in law at WHGM, Attorneys at Law, but he also is a little bit of a writer. We need to get you writing more often. You don't need to take these eight, nine-year breaks between books, Larry. Uh, people that say y'all, I like to be around them, and if you call me, I will come. <laughs> All right, well, this latest book you got is Tales from Georgia's Natline, and I got to read this last part of your promotional part about it. It says, we can't afford to fight the Civil War again, either here in the South or elsewhere in the country. This book is about the South of the past, the present, and, if read carefully, of the future. And you also write, this uh, it's where this book is holding on to. The the South is Walker promises to do his part. He uses y'all and does it often. It's not just the way he speaks, but the way he thinks. Y'all means everyone. Yes, and let me say this: y'all is a good word. I mean, it 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 really is a uh, it's got great great use because when you say y'all, 
you're talking about more than one. When you say you, you're talking about one. And I think raw, well, y'all is a great word. I mean, I notice they're using it more all over the country than they used to. Uh, I'm glad of it. Yeah, even Cracker Barrel. Have you seen the Cracker Barrel billboards around? No, but I want to see them. It's got y'all. Yeah, they got a couple of different ones. And uh, it, one of them says, Breakfast Y'all Day. That's kind of kind of cute. That's cool. Uh, all right, but uh, what what is if we pick up the copy of Tales from Georgia's Nat line? It looks like it's not just about gnats. You kind of get into some some of your experience working in politics, in addition to other things, right? Yes, sir. my experience in politics, some of the people I served with, uh, some of the experiences I I had uh, on June 11, nineteen sixty three. I left with three other guys from Perry, Georgia: Jerry Wilson, Bobby Jones, and Dutrix Horton for Fort Worth, Texas, to work in a steel mill. And we first stop was in Selma, Alabama. We were eating lunch in a in a, uh, a, a uh, drugstore like we used to be able to do. Uh, that was the day that George Wallace stood in the schoolhouse door in, in uh, Tuscaloosa. And we drove on and spent the night in Meridian, Mississippi, and that was the night that uh, Medgar Evers was killed by Byron D. LeBeckwith. And we went through Jackson the next morning. There was no interstate system, and they were demonstrating in, in Jackson, and we were we were fr- frightened by it. But we went on to Fort Worth, and we lived right off of the TCU campus. Uh, and another person that lived right off the TCU campus, according to what I've been able to read, was Lee Harvey Oswald. Really, 1963 is the year in November that he killed Kennedy. So. The South was really uh, really on fire. But that's in the book about Selma, Alabama, and our trip. Uh, uh, the Summer of 63 is the name of the article. You ought to get the book and read it. Well, dude, where were you on November 22, 1963? Uh, I was at, I was at uh, the University of Georgia. I was in law school, and I was in the law grad dorm. They call it then. It's now Morris Hall. But uh, I was in the law grad dorm, and when I heard that uh, President Kennedy had been been uh, shot, okay, of course we didn't know at that time where he was alive or what the situation was. But that's where I was. That's quite a transition from being in Fort Worth a few months before working. What did you say in a steel mill or something like that? In a steel mill, yeah, yeah. Texas Steel Company on Hemp Hill Street. If anybody from Texas is listening or from Fort Worth, they'll know where Hemp Hill Street was. And I say we went out there as boys and we came back as men. Well, how in the world uh, did you go from there to law school in about six months? Uh, one of the people that we went with or went with us was Jerry Wilson and his brother, Derwood Wilson, was the vice president of Texas Steel, later to be the president and the CEO. Uh-huh. And that was a connection. And we just we wanted to do something different and uh, we really made good friends with the other steel workers. In fact, some of them had tears in their eyes the day we left. Uh, it was it was really an, uh, a great experience. It was hot, it was loud, it was scary. And uh, but we 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 I, we told them we said although uh, Derwood Wilson is with management, we're with labor. We're with you, <laughs> and we got in with them, and that was good. Have you missed those days working in the steel mill? Do you think someday you might get back there? No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> I've had enough of that. Yeah, I'd like to go back. This steel mill is no longer operating, ah. but 
Uh, I'm sure that the new ones and the modern ones are a lot different from what we saw in 1963. I mean, it was it was really scary. It was it was, but we we grow accustomed to it. Sure. Uh, it was quite an experience. Well, one of the subjects you write about in Tales from Georgia's Nat Line isn't working in a steel mill, but also it's about working in a cotton field. You write about cotton. I guess that's kind of a big crop around Perry. What, what's your connection to that crop and, and its impact on the South in your book? My daddy was a little country boy. I had, had great wisdom, great common sense, and came to Perry as an ag teacher. And then he got into farm equipment business and Daddy had a little farm out on the edge of town, and he had cotton, and he had people picking the cotton, and he made me go and pick cotton, and he was serious about it. I mean, he, it wasn't any funny thing. He got me out there when they started, and he came and got me for lunch, and he got me back when they restarted, and I picked cotton every day, and I did this for two years, and uh, I, I despised it, to be honest with you, but I loved the people. I mean, I and I learned a lot. I tell people I... I uh, learned some things I didn't know, but they were things I needed to know. And uh, my mother and daddy probably didn't know what all I was learning out there in the cotton field. Wow. Again, stories about that and steel mills and your time in Atlanta and the state legislature are all part of this book that's out on Mercer University Press. We encourage everybody to, to go look at it. It's Tales from Georgia's Nat Line. And you also have some good info on Nats, too, I assume. Uh, yes, sir. I, I, I would like to say to the people, uh, read the story about when we adopted Georgia on my mind as our official state song. Ray Charles came onto the floor of the Georgia House and played it and sung it, and we had a hookup with Hoagie Carmichael in, in Los Angeles, and uh, he, we talked to him. That was a big deal, but biggest bang for the buck that the state of Georgia probably ever did is when they adopted that song as their official state song. You were a big part of that, huh? Yeah, I was part of it, yes, sir. All right. And, and a good Georgia boy and Ray Charles helped make that one uh, darn. The thing that's so ironic about it, probably uh, just a few years before that, he probably couldn't have even come on the floor of the house. And uh, that was that was interesting to me, that there he was, the hero of the hour and a great Georgian. He's from Albany, Georgia. And a great, that's a great song. I went into uh, I went into a hotel in Paris one time. As I walked in the door, the the uh, piano player started singing "Georgia on My Mind." I thought it was <laughs> prophetic that I, that happened that way. Well, let me ask you. I can't let uh, since you have this connection that part of Georgia, but also Democratic politics. Got to ask you about both Sam Nunn and Jimmy Carter. How are they doing? Jimmy Carter is. I heard uh, someone in our church Sunday said that somebody from the church was going down to hear Jimmy Carter teach Sunday school and that he was about to stop teaching Sunday school, and that, that was sad to me. I've been down there and heard him teach Sunday school. Uh, Sam Nunn, a great Georgian, a man that was made a great president. When Sam Nunn and I were both back in Perry practicing law, friends but not partners, this man came into my office one day grinning and smiling and visited me, and he said, uh, I understand there's another young lawyer in Perry I'd like to meet. And I said, well, let me introduce you to him. So I called, and they said, well, he's over in the courthouse in the record room checking a title to property. So I took Sam, I took Jimmy Carter to the courthouse and introduced him to Sam Nunn. 
How about that? And if anybody had told me that I was introducing a future United States president to a future United States senator, I'd say, you're crazy. You're crazy. I couldn't have envisioned such a thing, but uh, that's exactly what happened. How about that? The three of us were there in the record room, and I made the introduction. Sounds like the makings of another book right there. <laughs> Larry Walker, thank you for taking time from Perry, Georgia, to talk to us here on the Y'all Show. And again, check out his great book, Tales from Georgia's Nat Line, and it is out on Mercer University Press. And this is our spotlight book here on Y'all this week. Have a great rest of your day, and go swat some flies and gnats while you're at it. And I hope all of y'all will buy one of these books. Thank you very much. All right. Go to Amazon.com and other sites to get it. Tales from Georgia's Netline. More of the Y'all Show will continue in hour two. We're going to have a spotlight on the Kentucky Wildcats. Mike Allison is joining us from Lexington, and he'll talk U.K. football, U.K. basketball, and a little minor league baseball talk as well. All that in hour two of today's Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8686. That's promo code 8686 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Asking for a friend here. Is this the the show that's all about the South? Is this that y'all show? Well, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And we're glad that you could join us here for our second hour of the Thursday y'all show with the General John Rawl. And let me be the first to tell you a happy Mother's Day early. I know we're a few days away from it, but all you moms out there, we are so thankful for you. And we, speaking of that, my goodness, have we got some good stuff coming to you in just a second. From y'all.com, we have five over-the-top gift ideas for Mother's Day, plus eight books y'all should buy your mama for Mother's Day. I'm going to tell you about that just a couple seconds away. But let me also tell you, coming up this hour, we're going to go to Lexington, Kentucky, where the bluegrass grows, and they have great thoroughbreds and great college football and college basketball at Lexington, Kentucky's University of Kentucky. And Mike Allison is going to be joining us in just a few minutes with our SEC Spotlight. And we're going to spotlight Big Blue Nation, Kentucky football, Kentucky basketball, Coach Cal and Coach Stoops for football. Plus, we'll have the latest with Kentucky's baseball team. Not the best year for Coach Mingione. 
And we'll also get Mike to talk about his other job besides promoting Kentucky sports here. He is going to come on and talk about his job with the Lexington Legends, the defending champions of the South Atlantic League. That's single A baseball's Sally League. And we're going to talk a little Sally League baseball at the end of our interview with Mike Allison. So how about all that coming from Lexington, Kentucky, and our Big Blue Nation spotlight and our SEC spotlight, too, with Mike Allison. And he's always fun and good to have him back with us here on today's Y'all Show. Our number, 803-816-1170. That's how you can text us. That's how you can call us, 803 816 one one seven zero all right let's dive into y'all.com to get this hour started and our tribute to mama mother's day sunday again if you live within a two-day mailing cycle of where your mama is it's not too late head over to the post office or if you are if you don't have a card you can go to a place like dollar general and get your mama a card and put a stamp on it and at least do that and send it to her. We don't get a lot of things in the mail these days besides bills. And what a nice gesture that would be for you to send it to your mama. Now, if you live more than a two-day mail cycle from your mama, it might be too late. I guess you could FedEx it. But, hey, try to go see your mama on Mother's Day. Maybe I think it's Mother's Day that might be the biggest day all year for people to go out to eat believe it or not more than any other holiday mother's day is the day that all the restaurants get loaded up with people and their entire family taking their mama out and so mamas don't need to cook on mother's day right nope 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 some people would say mamas don't need to cook any other day of the year either but yeah mother's day sunday so there's your friendly reminder and from y'all.com clark shelton the editor of that great website that we're proud to be a part of here at the y'all show he's got an article up that we encourage you to go check out called five over the top gift ideas for mother's day and yeah you can send a card like i'm telling you that's the least you can do but man y'all.com has got some other cool things for you to check out for mother's day 2019 these are over the top mother's day gift ideas so i'm anxious to see what clark and y'all.com have come up with all right the first is the dual boiler from breville and it is a heating system for the espresso shot and it's a pid temperature controlled a separate steam boiler offers instant and powerful steam on demand and you can have it for optimal flavor while also simultaneously steaming your milk to cafe quality. Now, this, this is pretty high intense stuff if you are into a premium beverage for your, for you or your loved one. Here's the price on this baby. $1,229 for the dual, the dual bowler from Breville, which makes high end stuff for those wanting to have the day start out right with the right beverage all right that's number one number two a clear bottom ocean kayak from driftson now how many mamas want to go out in a kayak well this one looks pretty darn cool as if you want to go paddling in the river or go off to the gulf of mexico and you want to see what's below you this durable crystal clear polycarbonate hull will allow you hey it comes with free shipping it weighs 50 pounds the price for the clear bottom ocean kayak from Drift Sun 
it's only going to set you back $1,519, $1,519 for this thing. All right, Clark, what else you got here on the over-the-top gift ideas for Mother's Day? It's the Glass Tech Smart TV Mirror. Sounds like I'm hosting a game show here today, doesn't it? The Glass Tech Smart TV Mirror, all right? Any room, whether the bedroom, living room, or even your bathroom, will become instantly elegant with a smart mirror TV from Glass Tech. It's got over 30 styles of custom framing to match your home or workplace perfectly. You can catch up on the news, shows, emails, and more with this innovative piece of technology. And essentially what happens when you're not watching it as a television, it turns into a gigantic mirror on the wall. (laughs) Pretty cool. This one's $1,200, maybe a little bit north of that. But that is a pretty neat thing. And if you got money to blow, at least... This one does have some purpose. It's the Glass Tech Smart TV Mirror. Probably not going to need to go out in a kayak, in the glass bottom kayak, anytime soon, uh, unless you are really looking for an adventure. But who doesn't want to look in the mirror or watch TV? Here's a cool one. Blast from the past for all of you who grew up in the 70s and 80s. It's the Polaroid One Step Original. It's cost $129. And yeah, just like the old days, When you have a parent who wants to take a picture and maybe stick it on the fridge, maybe not something that's going to be treasured for a thousand years, but if you want a quick picture, the Polaroid One Step Original is available, and it's going to be a cool thing to put under the Mother's Day tree if you want to get that for Mama. A cool option there. And finally, in our list of the top gift ideas that are over the top for Mother's Day, it's the Platinum Indoor Food Composter by Food Cycler. It's for the green mom, and this one, it takes three hours to go from scraps to garden-ready compost. No worms required. You just add foods, and it filters need to be changed occasionally in this thing. It retails for $300, but again, you can take your food and stick it in this thing and turn it into food compost. It's by Food Cycler, and it's a platinum indoor food composter from the company food cycler so those are just five and i'm sure clark could have found a whole lot more five over the top gift ideas for mother's day 2019 i I like that list now here's another idea that you can consider getting from mom for mother's day and these are books yeah moms like to read my mother i know she likes to always have a book nearby and i've actually sent her a few books including some sent to me for the y'all show that we've promoted here and I need to get my hands on Larry Walker's Tales from the Georgia's Nat line, which we just had him on in hour one. Send that over to Mama for Mother's Day. I'm sure she wants to read about Nats on Mother's Day. But these are books to buy for Mama. If you haven't got them already, then here are the lists from Clark at y'all.com. Yeah, flowers. You can get flowers from Mama, but books I know she'll love. And here's the list. Sir Kay. Considered one of the best fiction books of 2018 is a great book for Mother's Day. Also, I Love Mom with the Very Hungry Caterpillar. Eric Carl brings colorful illustrations and great storytelling in a celebration of Mother's Day. It's perfect for Sunday. And it's also perfect for the grandmother to read to younger kids. I Love Mom with the Very Hungry Caterpillar from Eric Carl. Kate Anderson Bauer has penned First Women. And it looks at the first ladies who drove the men who have run this country. That's kind of a historical theme book, First Women. A great Mother's Day gift. 
Also, you have hung up why you should put the phone down and other life advice. And that is from Knoxville, Tennessee's Haley Evans. We just featured Haley the other day on the Y'all Show. In fact, if you go to y'all.com and read this list, Clark's got a nice link to where you can look at all these book ideas from Mother's Day. And for Haley's book, Hung Up, it has a link to where you can listen to her great interview on the y'all show and she's got a perfect book for especially those mamas out there who have kids who are addicted to their smartphone and they need to get off that phone and have more fun in life besides stuck on texting and whatever else kids do again it's hung up why you should put the phone down and other life advice from author Haley evans also is a book called listen to your mother a collection of stories born from a live event asking women to share their stories about motherhood. And that is from author Ann Eimig. And it turns those experiences into an anthology. The Nest from New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Sweeney. It follows four grown, slightly dysfunctional siblings as they look forward to receiving a family inheritance, which they hope will solve their problems. Boy, that one, <laughs> that one's a good read there. The Nest. Also on the list of eight books y'all should buy mama for Mother's Day. And again, reminder, it's like 48 hours away. Okay. Uh, check it out. Go to your bookstore. Get these things and stick them in a nice present, a nice gift bag, or better yet, wrap it. That would be a great thing to do. Where the Crawdads Sing. Now, this one's been up on the New York Times bestselling list for, golly, it seems like a couple hundred years. It's from author Delia Owens, and it's also coming to a theater near you soon, thanks to Reese Witherspoon. She's going to turn this into a movie, and it follows a woman raised in the North Carolina marshlands looking to travel into the outside world. Delia Owens, Where the Crawdads Sing. I bet you a lot of you moms out there already have this book. Because, again, it's been way up on the New York Times bestseller list for quite some time. And it is going to be a movie coming to theaters thanks to Williamson County, Tennessee's own Reese Witherspoon. And last from Clark here on this list, it's The Friend. This National Book Award winning novel from Sigrid Nunez looks at a woman who loses a best friend who leaves her with a great Dane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks at a woman who loses a best friend who leaves her with a great name. Now, that is what we call in the biz a very creative novel. I mean, golly, I guess it's tough to lose a friend, but when they, they leave you with a great name, that's just great. Great golly. What a, what a great idea from this National Book Award winning author, Sigrid Nunez, the friend. And they say, the the dogs are man's best friend and a great dane now that's that's a heck of an animal to be is your best friend i know some of you might have a great dane in your possession and they're probably wonderful dogs i've never had a great dane i've only had schnauzers and a maltese i'm kind of the guy that has the little let's just be honest feminine type dogs although i think a schnauzer is pretty masculine especially when they start yapping boy I love my two schnauzers that I've had in my life, but boy, they would go nuts uh, barking. That's one thing with the terrier breed that uh, they they can uh, bark up a storm. Sometimes that's a good thing, but oftentimes they'll go bananas over the dumbest thing. Like a bird outside will make you think a, a robber's about to break in and kill you. But hey, they're doing their job because, again, just like this book, they're a friend. And again, these are a list of books that you need to maybe go purchase for mama. Or if you're, if you are a mom, 
maybe you deserve to get these books yourself. Don't don't depend on your kids to get this thing for you for Mother's Day. You, you, you've earned the right to go get these books from your local bookstore. Eight books y'all should buy Mama for Mother's Day. Again, quickly run through Sir Kay, I Love Mom with a Very Hungry Caterpillar. First Women, Hung Up, Why You Should Put the Phone Down, and Other Life Advice. Listen to Your Mother. Also, The Nest, Where the Crawdads Sing, and The Friend. And for more on these books, go to y'all.com. And check out this article from Clark Shelton, also Clark's other article that's themed for Mother's Day. Five over-the-top gift ideas for Mother's Day. All good reads, plus all the other good stuff that you can find at y'all.com. The ultimate guide to the South is y'all.com. Well, Mike Allison is the ultimate guy for Kentucky Wildcat Sports, and he's standing by with a report from Big Blue Nation and from Lexington, Kentucky. We'll go when he's going to come on next to tell us about John Calipari's basketball team and Coach Mark Stoops' Kentucky football team and much, much more. It's the SEC Spotlight, UK style, and it's up next. Blue Star Medicated Ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone? Uh, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Funds are deposited for delivery next business day at approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Have you longed for a simpler life? Imagine how simple life would be if you just had one bill every month. It's that kind of simplicity Avant can help you find with a debt consolidation loan. Pay off your bills and have just one fixed rate payment. It takes just minutes to apply online. And depending on approval, you could have your money sent the next business day from $2,000 to $35,000. And because Avant is accredited by the Better Business Bureau, life is not only simpler, but in hands you can trust. Simplify your life with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5151 when applying. Avant.com, code 5151. That's Avant.com, code 5151. Go Big Blue. Welcome back. It's the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. This is our SEC Spotlight on this Thursday. And 
we've gone through basketball season, and we haven't talked to this guy for some crazy reason. That's on me, y'all. We've got Mike Allison joining us from Lexington, Kentucky, and we're going to talk all things UK with Mike. Hello. Welcome back. Microphone, Mike. Good to hear from you, John. How you doing? Well, I'm doing good. I wanted to talk to you during March Madness, but I thought it was a little too soon. Kentucky had a good year, just didn't have the banner type year. Well, I got to be completely honest with you. We we had the early start with a promising team and went to the Bahamas and and you no know, and looked really great. Um, so that kind of gave everybody in Lexington and and pretty much the entire state a, a really a, a false sense of confidence. Um, we kind of forgot that the kids were young and still had a lot of learning to do. Um, but you know, we made the most of it in true Cal fashion. We had a couple of bumps early in the road. Uh, you know, lose the buzzer beater to Seton Hall is not a memorable thing for a lot of UK fans. But, you know, beating number one Tennessee at Rupp was pretty good. And then they ended up pretty solid tournament run. Um, I was one of the few people that was scared to test to play Auburn again. I thought they were playing great basketball at the right time. And they're, they're great. They're a good coach team. And it's, it's hard to beat a team like that three times. Um, and, and so I, I had a feeling that that might happen. But unfortunately, you know, we get we start to sniff a Final Four and everybody starts thinking with their heart instead of their head. And I think we kind of overlooked them a little bit. Well, still an Elite Eight type of year for John Calipari. So you would, would you consider the 2018-19 season a success? Yes, I would. I, you know, we have a whole bunch of people that, that think it's 40-0 and 0 or, or we hang a banner. And, and as you know, you know, my co-host when we used to run the Kentucky Catline, Donnie, he'll tell you that, um, any banner is successful. So, you know, that's Final Four, runner-up, or national champion. Obviously, we want to add to that. And then we kind of got our heads bashed in by Duke. And while it was embarrassing in the moment, it kind of became this spectacle where all these UK fans were also watching Duke all year to see if we could point out a weakness and kind of hoping that once the tournament rolled around, we'd get a rematch. I think the NCAA probably wanted the same thing. But we ran into an Auburn team that was playing good, and you just you can't beat a team that's well coached and um, three times in the same season. Therefore, we ended up how we were. So, all in all, still a great year. I'm pretty happy to watch some of these young guys go into the NBA. And if we're going to continue to be a feeder system, it's I hope Tyler Hero goes to the Milwaukee Bucks, so they have a hometown guy to put with Giannis. And uh, I can then have a reason to cheer for the Bucks and get one of those pretty cool jerseys. He could be a hometown <laughs> hero for the Bucks. You know, you're not the first person to say that, but somebody's going to make a lot of money on some t-shirts. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'll go ahead and trademark that. We're talking with Mike Allison, microphone Mike Allison in Lexington, Kentucky, and we're having a little big blue spotlight here in our SEC spotlight on this thursday y'all show and i I want to talk to you a lot about football but i just had to start out with a little uk basketball since it's actually not we didn't talk to you the entire basketball season somehow i let that slip and that's on me i I was waiting i knew that my expert analysis over the football team leading up to that mississippi state game um where where we actually even surprised even me um in that I thought for sure I'd hear back from you, but I won't hold it against you. No. Well, I still am floored by your comment about Benny Snell, where you said when Benny Snell went up against the brick wall, the brick wall would end up on injured reserve. And I think you're right on that. 
Yeah, so him and Josh Allen both um, totally exceeded even our, our lofty expectations. And I got to be completely honest, um, I had I double booked myself. So I was following the Mississippi State game on my phone from a Maroon 5 concert. And it was I looked at 7-7 and then I saw 14-7. And then um, I got a little elbow in my side and I looked down at my phone. It was 21-7 and our defense had scored. And then we went through a we went through a, a period of time where nobody could even get a first down on us. And, and I got to tell you, I've been a UK football fan for 35 years, and that has never been the case as long as I've been alive. Like everybody could score on us. The only way we won was by outscoring people. But to win games 15 to 14 and to 35 to seven with the defense scoring twice, that's just unheard of. And obviously, Josh Allen won every defensive player award, and he really is that good. So, you know, it wasn't a system thing. I can't wait. And I'm a, I'm a Colts fan, as the guys that listen to the cat line would have, would have told you. But I'm going to have to watch Jacksonville Jaguars this year because he's that impressive. And they're in the same division as the Colts, the AFC South. Were you happy yep. with his selection there in the first round? Yeah, uh, the the middle the middle school version of me really wanted to see him go four to the Raiders because I thought the Raiders could end up picking up another defensive end later on in the first round. Um, but you know they went with a guy from Clemson, and and that's never a bad pick. I mean, he made Alabama look very average, so obviously he's a good ball player. Yeah, well, he'll be a stud there for Jacksonville, who many are predicting they are going to have quite a turnaround here in Jacksonville this coming season with the Jags. And then you had Mr. Snell. We don't want to leave him out. He's picked in the fourth round by the Pittsburgh Steelers. I really was surprised it took that long for somebody to pick him up. I anticipated him going somewhere between the third and the fifth, and I just, in my mind, I thought he'd go to two. I thought he was a back that New England would jump all over. A short yardage back, that guy that Bill Belichick puts in in the red zone to screw up everybody's fantasy numbers. But I think Pittsburgh is a great fit for him. They, he's a hard running back. He fits the mentality of their football team. Um, growing up a Bengals and a Colts fan, it's really, really, really hard to cheer for Pittsburgh, but I'm going to have to watch. Bengals, Colts, and a Kentucky football fan. Man, you had a rough childhood. Rough. Really rough. <laughs> but I can do that. You shuffle really well. Yeah. And you won a Super Bowl with the Colts, and – Kentucky football enjoying some of the best years ever in that program's history right now now going back to the draft did you happen to see the video of coach Stoops in Nashville at the draft he looked completely uncomfortable wearing a suit in Nashville he he did it it was funny he's blue collar that suit look I mean I've heard him speak on multiple occasions and it's always been a UK pomo and some really nice pants. And but you know what? He played the role where Coach Cal wears a suit to bed. You know, <laughs> but that's what it takes. Yeah, that, that's funny. There, I'm gonna have to go to bed tonight thinking about wearing a suit like Coach Cal. The only time I'm planning on wearing a suit when I'm sleeping is when I'm sleeping eternally. You, you get I my drift. That. All yes, right. Sir. That's in case they don't burn me up. Now, if they burn me up, I guess I don't have to worry about what I'm wearing. But uh, we're burning up to talk to Mike Allison here about Kentucky football and more. All right. Kentucky has the – have the Cats already had their spring game? Yes, they have. 
The Cats won, too. <laughs> no way. <laughs> All right, tell me about what happened in spring ball for Coach Stoops and the U.K. football team. Well, we're lucky. So our receiving core is kind of thin. Um, a kid by the name of uh, Josh Ali, big kid, started seeing some reps last year, had a really good uh, bowl practice leading up uh, to the Citrus Bowl. And, and he's, he's big. He's a big target. We're, we lost some guys. You know, we lost Dorian Baker. We lost our tight end, C.J. Conrad. Um, however, we've still got number one. And so as long as we've got Lynn Bowden, we're gonna we're still gonna be a threat to go long on every play. You know, Terry Touchdown was only a sophomore, so he's he's got some time to grow. And we got a kid, uh, we got a running back named Cavassier Smoke, which he runs just as hard as as Benny did, and he's young. So that's another young guy that's hungry and wants to try to prove himself. And he got some reps behind Benny this year, and he knows exactly what it takes. Well, Mike, for our listeners who are not so embedded in Kentucky Wildcat sports, Terry Touchdown, that equates to Terry Wilson Jr., the quarterback for Kentucky football. So just wanted to make sure we let everybody know about this dual threat quarterback. Also, I know recently here on the Y'all Show, we mentioned how UK has had a quarterback transfer out of the program. Who was that? Gunnar Hoke. He transferred to Ohio State. Um, And, you know, I wish him the best. Um, but honestly, I believe he's going to be the backup there as well. Ah, okay. But you, you, you never know. Yeah. Well, of course, Coach Stoops, Mark Stoops, who we're talking about, has had a great season in 2018. And really, a break or two, you might have seen Kentucky in Atlanta playing in the SEC Championship. Now, that would have been something else. And I think, <sighs> Mike, do they have a chance this year? I, I don't know, honestly. I, I don't I don't anticipate another 10-3 and three. Um, but I do – the schedule is tough, um, but it does line up for a potential eight-win season. And as a true Kentucky football fan, that is – that's fine. Eight and four um, and going to a really a reputable bowl is awesome. Like, it was great going to the Citrus Bowl. It was even better winning, you know, being up 27-7 to seven and seeing all these videos and Facebook posts of people celebrating. And then there's still that handful of us that are like, I'm not even smiling – until the clock is at all zeros and if you if you watch the game that's exactly what happened we literally had it came down to a third and inches with the clock running and if they hold us we lose the game but benny got an extra yard and a half we ran the clock out and we held on to a one-point victory and listen penn state was good i love the fact that so many people didn't even give us a chance they thought we shouldn't even be in the game and even after winning nine games that's the type of motivation we needed to get to the next level. So it, it didn't surprise me, but in true Kentucky football fashion, that's how we had to win the game. Well, a, a fantastic 2018. Did Coach Stoops win any awards in the offseason for his effort? Uh, he did. There is a coaching award. Um, I'm not going to ramble off what okay. it was. I think it was something associated press related, okay. but he did win one, yes. Well, he won the award of Mike Allison in your heart, right? Uh, yeah absolutely all right well we will continue to talk kentucky wildcat sports on the other side of this break hang on as we close out today's show we'll continue talking a little bit more uk hoops and then we'll talk about some baseball with mike allison a little kentucky baseball wildcat cat they call them uh bat cats is the nickname for kentucky baseball but i'm actually going to talk to him about the other baseball team that's 
reside right there in Lexington, Kentucky, and that would be the Lexington Legends. And what y'all's motto with the Legends? Uh, Lex play ball. Lex play ball. I knew you had something catchy. We'll have all that when we come right back on the Y'all Show. Unisom knows when you don't get enough sleep, it's hard to avoid the fog. It's a sneaky fella. Hates sleep. Only appears when you don't get enough of it. I've seen the fog make a guy pour salt in his coffee. Thought it was sugar. Ever fold an entire basket of dirty laundry? Wasn't you. It was the fog. Unisom is specially formulated to help you fall asleep fast and get a good night's sleep. You'll wake up ready to take on the day. Sleeping well is the fog's worst nightmare. Unisom. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair, but cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8686. That's promo code 8686 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. Welcome back. Final segment of this Thursday edition. It's the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl, and we are talking Kentucky Wildcat sports. We have a special guest, Mike Allison, and Mike and I worked for many years on the Kentucky Cat Line. That was a syndicated show all about UK sports, and we are just glad to have him back on the Y'all Show. He was on with us in football season, and now he's back on here getting ready for, I guess, uh, NCAA tennis is, what, is what's happening here this time of year right now. But Kentucky, going back to football real quick, just so you write this down on your calendar, the Cats start out their football season against the University of Toledo, and that game will be played August 31st at Kroger Field in Lexington. Their SEC opener, can't wait for this. Remember, it was in 2018. Mark Stoops' team beat Florida for the first time in about a 1,000 years, and the Gators look for revenge September 14th at Kroger Field. Can't can't skip over that one, Mike. What a big win no. that was. No, that was a that was a um that was a special night in my household. Um 
you know, we beat Florida and that was the only in 1984. And that was the 80, I think 84. Regardless, the story goes, that's the only reason my grandfather renewed his season tickets. And the very next year, he took his then six-year-old grandson to his first UK football game where his six-year-old grandson was more preoccupied with picking up plastic cups and these little these little player cards that people had thrown all over the ground than he was watching the game. But some 36 years later, I got to watch them beat Florida, beat Missouri on a miraculous untimed down, and then beat Penn State in the Citrus Bowl. So it, it was a it was a special year for me. There there were a few tears of joy shed. Absolutely. Well, I'm sorry your grandfather had such a terrible grandson. I don't know who that was, but man, if I were a <laughs> grandson there at Commonwealth Stadium, I'd been watching every single play and cheering. You know, real quick, not to get off subject, but back at my first game, we had a kid on our team named D. Smith, number 19, middle linebacker, great, great ball player, led the team in tackles. And there was this lady that sat in front of us, and she would always yell, come on, D. And I thought she was talking about this player. I had no concept of the fact that that was short for defense. And then we would hand the ball off, and it would they would run for five yards, and they would say a gain of one. And I would get so mad that I thought they were screwing us out of the game. I had <laughs> no concept of the line of scrimmage. So – I, I cut all my teeth at Commonwealth Stadium, a.k.a. Kroger Field. Yeah, we had a discussion about that. Kind of a, a bad thing that they changed from Commonwealth to Kroger. Officially, at least, but unofficially, it's still Commonwealth Stadium. All right, what about Rupp Arena? What do we know? I know there's been talk about replacing Rupp Arena. What's the latest on that front? No, they're doing some remodeling. Um, there's going to be some luxury suites going in there. Um, there will never be more people in a Rupp Arena than there were this past year for the UK-Tennessee game because the overall capacity is actually going to go down. No. But there's just there's too much history to get rid of it completely. But it's in, it was in drastic need of some renovation. And I, I, there's they've been doing it now for about three years, added in the new video boards. It's actually – it's still there's still no better place to watch college basketball now you're not kind of uh opinionated about kentucky sports are you not at all okay all right i didn't think so let's talk a little kentucky baseball it's not been too good of a season thus far for coach mingion and uh this is a program again that eh, it's been average as some years some years above average this year they're really struggling so, la- la- so last year they had a really good team, had a good mix of some young, impressionable guys and um, some some senior talent, some junior and senior uh, leadership. Had some guys drafted this year. Matter of fact, a couple of them um, are in the Boston Red Sox organization and, and just played against the Legends uh, last week. Um, but I-, I will say this. The University of Kentucky's baseball program has always been overshadowed by basketball and then as of late, football. They've really stepped up. They spent over $50 million on a new stadium. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's laid out nice. It's really done wonders to the campus. But most importantly, it's not hidden anymore. You could drive right up next to UK's baseball stadium, which was fun um, because my first actual baseball game I ever saw was at UK, big shocker. 
Uh, my grandfather took me to that as well. Man, what a grandfather! You better. What, what was his name, and what did you call him? And well, I called him. I called him Pop Pop. His name was Ed, and that's my middle name. So uh, there you go. All right. Um, but here's so here's the thing. You could drive right up past the baseball stadium and not know it was there. It was hidden. So they did nothing to promote it. So I believe Coach Mingione and his staff are they're headed in the right direction. They're going to turn this year around. And they've got the facility to go ahead and recruit on par with the other SEC powers, you know, Vandy, South Carolina, and then a couple of those other baseball dominant schools. But like we needed it and the university stepped up and did it. So I think it's only a matter of time till we start. You start seeing recruits come come here. All right. Again, the Lexington-based Kentucky Wildcat baseball team having a rough season. Already guaranteed a losing season in SEC play, but uh, perhaps Coach Benjion, if given the chance, will resurrect that team next year and see what they could do. Well, the Cats aren't the only baseball team that you can go watch in Lexington, Kentucky. There's actually a champion in Lexington, Kentucky. That is the Lexington Legends, winners of last year's South Atlantic League, a.k.a. Sally League. And Mike Allison works for the Lexington Legends, and they're off to a good start here in 2019. So congratulations, Mike, on being a champ. Uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. Um I got a ring. We hung a banner. Uh, it's definitely, definitely very special. A lot of hard work went into it. I've been with the team 19 seasons now, so I've seen a little bit of everything. And and this year's team's got some amazing pitching. Uh, we've got a former University of Kentucky Wildcat in our starting rotation with Zach Hockey. And uh, Chris Bubich has got some really nasty stuff. That's a name I think you'll hear in the future. Um, we didn't return – uh, a lot of players from last year's team um, that you know that played a major role. Uh, Michael Gigliotti's back. Um, he was injured early on in the season last year, but he's clearly making himself known as a leader on and off the field. Um, right now, we're a game out of first place um, with the Greenville Drive, and the Royals only know one way. They build through the farm system. They're really good at drafting. Um, and you're, the future of the Kansas City Royals, a lot of the core was in Lexington last year. They're in Wilmington this year. We've got some pieces that I think we'll see move along the ranks at a pretty good pace, and it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, we, we played 18 games in April, which was scary, but weather cooperated with us and uh, got a little bit of a road trip right now and then be back in town um, here in the near future and you know we got some more games to play again the lexington legends are part of the kc royals organization a single a team there in the south atlantic league playing at whitaker bank ballpark and not only for fans of the legends but wherever you may be listening to us in the south minor league baseball started in april and goes all the way up until labor day roughly and mike kind of give a shout out to our audience about how they need to go see minor league baseball and not wait until the summertime there's good stuff here in in the month of a in, in the month of may that they can go check it out before the the heat really pours them on the month of may is perfect and that first week of june is perfect you know um a matter of fact there's some affiliates um on stations listening with you all in in the carolinas they really focus on their April and May because June and July, it just gets too hot. You know, the, the Columbia Fireflies, I've got a lot of friends there. They're a New York Mets affiliate. The, um, when we come back to town, we'll be playing Augusta. Augusta, they always start on the road because they happen to have another special sporting event that <laughs> they don't want to go up against. That would be the Augusta Green Jackets you're talking about. 
you know, that's the same thing for us. Absolutely. The Augusta Green Jackets, they're a Giants affiliate, but they don't want to go up against the Masters just like we don't want to go up against the Kentucky Derby because it's what's best for the total for the total league. And, you know, 109 years in existence, the South Atlantic League, we hold some records in there. Some we're not proud of. Some we're very proud of. You know, we're the 2017 Community Organization of the Year in all of minor league baseball. And truthfully, the South Atlantic League as a whole is just is just an amazing organization to work with from the president, Eric Krupa, all the way down through everybody I've met through the All-Star Games and baseball's winter meetings. And, you know, some really big names have came through the South Atlantic League. Derek Jeter, Nolan Ryan, Bryce Harper, um, Although that's just to name a few, Hunter Pence, that's just to name a few off the top of my head, Jose Altuve, yeah. that have came through the South Atlantic League and have made a huge impact in Major League Baseball. And to get to see these guys at a young age is, is truly remarkable. So we've gone from the Southeastern Conference to the South Atlantic League here in our final segment of this Thursday, y'all. By the way, if you're not up on the South Atlantic League, also known as the Sally League, here's the current makeup of teams, most all of which are in the South. You've got the Delmarva Shorebirds in Salisbury, Maryland, the Greensboro Grasshoppers in North Carolina, Hagerstown Suns in Hagerstown, Maryland, in North Carolina, the Hickory Crawdads, also in North Carolina, the Kannapolis Intimidators in Lakewood, New Jersey. I think it's the only Yankee team in the mix the lakewood blue claws you have in charleston west virginia the west virginia power then you have the Asheville tourists in the southern part of the sally league they're out of Asheville, north carolina the aforementioned augusta green jackets who play actually in north augusta south carolina just across the river from augusta georgia in charleston south carolina at joe riley park you have the charleston river dogs you have the columbia fireflies in columbia south carolina the greenville south carolina drive you have the rome braves in rome georgia and Mike Allison's Lexington Legends in Lexington, Kentucky. And Mike, out of all those teams, who's going to win the Sally League crown here in 2019? Uh, Lexington Legends. <laughs> Somehow I thought you would say that. How's How much do you keep up with the major leagues? Enough to get me in trouble. All right. What's your prediction on Major League Baseball here in 2019? Uh, the team that scores the most runs the most times will win the World Series. And that would be no, no. Honestly, I um, there's there's a couple of teams that are that are doing pretty good. I sit in my office. I sit right next to a diehard Yankees fan, and he's earned it. He's from New York. He's very op- He is very honest. When they're not good, he'll tell you. When they're real good, they'll tell you. You know, you can always tell if Boston's got the upper hand because you just don't want to speak to him. But honestly, um. I, I think I think the Yankees are, are, are going to have a pretty good year. The thing that's got me most excited, and I don't know how it equates to wins and losses, but my favorite player of all time is Vladimir Guerrero. And this past week, um, his son his son was called up to the Blue Jays, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I saw I that. Got to, I got to meet him when we were in Las Vegas for the winter meetings. So it'll be fun. Um, it'll be fun to watch him grow and um, and, and, and go from there. Yeah. All right. Well, we're still early in baseball, but never too early to give prediction. Of course, you work with the franchise of the Kansas City Royals. Royals are they are they going to turn it around? I know they've had a little bit of a rough start. We know we know that these next couple of years are rebuilding, but the 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 young talent in the farm system that we're growing has gives us a lot a lot to be positive about and quite frankly that's okay like they know they're not going to spend 
They're not going to spend the big pocketbooks. They're not the Dodgers. They're not the Yankees. They're not the Red Sox. So we have to do it strategically. And Dayton Moore and his staff, they're very open and upfront to let you know exactly where they are in the process and who they think has potential and what they see the future. And, you know, of course, there's always somebody that's going to surprise you. There's always going to be somebody who doesn't quite pan out the way you have to. But that's why they invest a lot in in the scouting. And it's it's pretty it's pretty cool to see the whole process go. And then I, I honestly think the 2022 Kansas City Royals are going to be chock full of former Lexington legends. And it's just going to be a really special time in the organization. All right, you heard it from Mike Allison first here, everybody. And you can catch Mike at Whitaker Bank Ballpark. And oftentimes, if you go there to see the Lexington Legends play, we're actually going to not only hear you, but we'll actually see you out on the field, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I at the single A level, it's not always about the balls and strikes as it is the hits and likes. So we, we turn ourselves into the closest thing you can have to a circus and still have a baseball game go on. We take a lot of pride in our overall fan experience. So whether it's the fireworks shows or me yelling about free T-shirts or doing a cool game on the field, we want you to leave with a smile on your face. And maybe you don't remember the score of the game, but you remember the memories that you made. So I tell people we make memories one pitch at a time. And while that's a clever thing for me to say, I honestly believe it. All right. Well, again, if you can't make it to Whitaker Bank Ballpark to see the legends, go to a minor league ballpark near you throughout the South here in the month of May and, of course, throughout the summer. And maybe you'll just also stumble into Mike Allison at Kroger Field or maybe even at Rupp Arena. He's come a long way from when Pop Pop would take him, and he won't be trying to collect plastic cups anymore. (laughs) Well, you never know. I need my fine china. <laughs> Mike Allison, everybody. All right. Well, that will wrap up today's y'all show. Join us here tomorrow. It's our last day of the work week. We're going to have a lot of fun and we'll have our Friday free for y'all and much, much more. This is y'all. Thanks for listening. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8686. That's promo code 8686 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Funds are deposited for delivery next business day if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Have you longed for a simpler life? Imagine how simple life would be if you just had one bill every month. It's that kind of simplicity Avant can help you find with a debt consolidation loan. Pay off your bills and have just one fixed rate payment. It takes just minutes to apply online. 
And depending on approval, you could have your money sent the next business day from $2,000 to $35,000. And because Avant is accredited by the Better Business Bureau, life is not only simpler, but in hands you can trust. Simplify your life with a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5151 when applying. Avant.com, code 5151. That's Avant.com, code 5151. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.